Hi, you're listening to That's It, the podcast from He Spoke Style. I'm Brian Sakawa. Have you ever noticed how repetitive pop radio is? I have recently. And um, the last episode, I was complaining about being distracted by my neighbor who constantly has the radio on next door. And I have noticed that she plays the local pop music station. And maybe I knew that pop radio was repetitive, but I really, really understand it on a whole new level now. Uh, Because like from morning to night, it is on. And I swear to God, they just repeat the same songs every hour. Like if I hear Lucas Graham, Seven Years, or One Call Away, whoever sings that, one more time, I will throw a fit. I should probably just get some um, Bose noise-canceling headphones and be done with it, which I think I might do um, because it's really, really getting to me. Ah, Anyway, I've had this whole idea of repetition on my mind recently because literally as soon as I got done recording last week's podcast, I got an email from Guilt with a pretty catchy subject line, you know, promotional email. We got a sale coming up and so on. And usually I just delete these emails, but maybe it's because we've reintroduced the He Spoke Style newsletter recently. But uh, I've been paying a lot more attention to the subject lines of these emails because I want to, I personally want to write one that will make you want to open the email, which uh, hopefully you do. And um, actually, we are, hopefully by now, you can choose, update your preferences, whether you want to get the daily one. Or the weekly one. I know some people miss the daily and some people don't want to get the daily. So we're going to give you that option. I think by now, which is Friday, you will have that option. So anyway, back to the subject line. This particular subject line was a very good one, at least to me, and it read as follows. Yes, there's a science to style. What? (laughs) Like, I know that this subject line was just designed to try to get people to read the email, but I find this whole idea of there being a science to style just so preposterous. And I usually wouldn't let it get to me, but this is a subject that keeps coming up over and over and over again, thus the repetitiveness tie-in at the beginning. And the whole idea of the science of style and the rules of style is one that we've had conversations about on the site before. But I thought, now that we have this podcast and it's a repetitive issue and we're always talking about it, it would be good to bring it up here. If for nothing else, then for you to be able to hear the tone in my voice when I talk about it, uh, as opposed to just reading it on the page, because I think it will help you understand where I stand on it, which I think is very transparent, (laughs) Um, but also like maybe help you to see the ridiculousness of it to some degree. So before we get into this, I think it's good to understand the two kinds of people on the sides here. And there are prescriptive people versus descriptive people. Now, a prescriptive person, a prescriptivist, is someone who says that this is how something should be done. There's no room for nuance, there's no negotiating, and of course, no exceptions ever. Now, a descriptive person looks at what people are actually doing as opposed to what they quote-unquote should be doing. So you hear about this kind of thing in terms of grammar all the time. Prescriptive grammar is a set of rules about how people think, 
language should be used. So like there's a right and a wrong way. Whereas descriptive grammar is how people are actually using language. So there's a definite tie-in to what we're talking about here in terms of style. Now what's interesting to me is that this topic and having these sorts of heated arguments and disagreements doesn't seem to figure quite as much in the dialogue about women's fashion. I mean, maybe it does. I don't really know the space that well, but it seems to me that women's wear is much more open to interpretation and just sort of fosters this climate of exploration and self-expression that we have to some degree in men's wear, but there's a lot more of this right or wrong kind of attitude that gets in the way of fostering personal style and self-expression. So anyway, three things I want to keep in mind as we talk here about the rules of style and their merits or lack thereof. So first, a lot of these rules that we're supposed to follow, supposed to, in scare quotes, are really old, like really old, Edwardian era old. So it's actually really difficult to think about them, some of them, as being useful contemporary guides. Second, rules change over time, right? Laws change, we amend the Constitution, things evolve. And lastly, rules can be broken in and with style. So let me just recap those really quick. Many of these rules are old, rules change and evolve, and it's possible to break the rules with style. So just as an example to illustrate this last point, I was reading this article about whether or not it was appropriate to wear a watch with black tie or white tie. And if you've ever thought about this or read about it, the answer is, the prescriptive answer is technically no, you are not supposed to wear a watch with white tie. And the reason, well, no one really like knows the exact reason, but a couple things are put forward as reasons for this. The first one is by wearing a watch to a party that you're invited to, a white tie party, um, you are kind of showing disrespect to the host by wearing a watch because it is showing him that you are concerned about the time and it's disrespectful because you don't want to be a guest at a party and be looking at your watch and have the host see you because he'll think, Why did he, what's he looking at his watch for? He doesn't want to be here. And the second very prescriptive uh, reason that people give for not wearing a watch with white tie is that it just doesn't look good. I mean, that's plausible if you don't like the way that looks. So anyway, but this is followed by a photo of Fred Astaire wearing full white tie. He's got you know, white tie, tails, wearing a top hat, carrying a cane, patent leather shoes. I mean, the guy looks amazing. It's Fred Astaire, right? <laughs> but he's wearing a watch. So does he not look amazing because he's wearing a watch with white tie? No. <laughs> Is he wrong? Someone might tell you that he's wrong <laughs> for doing that. But my point is it doesn't change the fact that he still looks freaking fantastic and he's Fred Astaire and he's wearing a watch with white tie. So who cares, right? <laughs> so I think the biggest problem when it comes to talking about rules and, and people really being prescriptivists in terms of rules as they pertain to style is that it puts forth this kind of snobbery and elitism that is very off-putting to many people, especially to people who want to get into style and start developing a personal style. It's, it's very, it can be very um, intimidating, really. And this isn't something that is 
particular to menswear or style. I mean, you see this everywhere. I saw it a lot when I was at music school, um, you know, because when you're in music school and in grad school and so on, you're learning a lot of stuff about Western classical music, the music theory, uh, music history, musicology, like all these things that help you really gain this incredibly deep understanding of this music. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's great to know a lot about something. The, the problem becomes is that for some people, knowing this is a way of exercising power over other people who don't know as much and they think it's wrong. Or it's a way to like put something down. So for a lot of people who are really into classical music, the idea of jazz or pop music, it, it just doesn't rank up there quite as high simply because it doesn't have all this history and it's simpler in a way, you know, jazz certainly is not simpler, but, you know, pop music, four chords. So it just, it can't rise to the level of Western classical music. And, and that's really such a bad attitude. <laughs> it really is. And I hated it when people did that with music and, and I really don't really like it in terms of style as well. So, I mean, it's pretty easy to see where I come down on this topic. <laughs> so anyway, my, my take on this is, other than thinking that if you're completely a style prescriptivist that you're doing people a disservice, but I do think it is important to understand the rules to some degree, but rules more in terms of guidelines and building blocks. I'm a firm believer that to break the rules or to do something against the rules, um, that you should know them at first. So not that you need to explain yourself, but you should know how to do something so you know why you're doing it differently. You know, even if it's just to understand it yourself, you shouldn't have to explain to anyone. But I really do think that it is important to understand some of these things as you're going forward. So having a strong foundation is very important, but adhering to the rules so strictly, I, I, I really just don't see the point. I really don't. So that's, that's pretty much what I think about that. And uh, again, I want to continue this conversation on the website. So please go there and hit us up in the comments with your thoughts. I'm sure we're going to have lots of uh, great conversations about this. And that's it for another episode. And we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening and have a great weekend. Our podcast is edited by Mac McLaughlin, who's back from Europe. Yay, Mac. And recorded right here at my desk.